You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. You're listening to episode 61, Tantra Embodiment. It's not just about sex with Nadine Lee. I'm excited to introduce you to Nadine. Nadine is the founder of the Tantric Alchemy, and it was birthed from her own passion to raise the consciousness of the planet by empowering you to activate your fire and return to home in yourself. Nadine is a Tantra yoga teacher, a feminine embodiment coach and nutritionist, and the core of her work is about guiding women and men to expand their body and their soul. She helps break down conditioning and stories that bind you and hold you back from living your truest potential. Now, Nadine is joining us from Bali, and in this podcast episode, we really delve into Tantra. What is Tantra? The body's energy system. We unlock and understand your life force energy. You'll learn all about that. How Tantra can actually support your menstrual cycle and how using Tantra to expand your sexuality and sensuality is possible. Tantra, you see, is so much more than just sex. Now, I've read about Tantra. I studied Ayurveda and Tantra is a little bit about that. You'll learn more about this in this episode. And I was so craving to learn more about Tantra, hence why I asked Nadine to come join us on the show. We also delve into yoni eggs and the simple steps that you can begin with if you want to start embodying Tantra for yourself. This is a very central episode and I can't wait for you to wrap your ears around it. Before we jump into it, I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. Well Women Academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles, holistic health and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only, self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, video, audio, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it's cheaper than your daily coffee fix. Learn more and join us at wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. Nadine, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you. I was just mentioning before that I've been following you for a little while and I love the fact that you're all about Tantra and there's a lot of women in our community who are like, what the F is Tantra? And confused, but they kind of are intrigued at the same time. So before we jump into the episode, tell us what day of your cycle are you on and what are you checking in with today? Yeah, so I'm on day three of my cycle. So um, yeah, just coming out of that like womb cave and this is like the first kind of I had a client this morning and then this interview. So it's my first kind of engagement back in with technology and the world. So um, that's usually happens on day three. Um, And what am I tuning in with today? Oh, just really like staying centered and trying um, to, yeah, really stay centered in the womb and not, you know, just get 
or swayed by the mass information that's going through around what's happening in the world at the moment with this virus situation. So I'm just really, yeah, just being discerning and staying centered and just tuning with my womb really and staying in that center point. Perfect. I think we could all do a little bit more of that regardless of what day of our cycle we're on, but day three, especially in our winter time. Well, Nadine, tell everyone, all of our listeners, I'm sure they're going to be brand new to hearing about you. What, who are you? What is it that you do? And after that, we'll jump into some questions about Tantra. Yeah. So I, um, I'm from Brisbane, like yourself, like where you are now, Queensland. And yeah, I grew up there and yeah, I mean, at the moment I'm sharing, my main focus is sharing the feminine tantric arts and with that, yeah, just really helping women reconnect to their power through, you know, their womb, their menstrual cycle, through bringing in the tantric arts as a practice to bring you back into, yeah, like your center point and also for vitality, for overall vitality and health as a first um, point of like, you know, how that affects your physical body and, and really just bringing in more, you know, on the energetic level, like more self-love, more, um, yeah, like energy and vitality within you and, um, and just more awareness really. So that's what I see these, these arts are really, these healing arts are all about and really helping us like unlock our fullest potential by, you know, clearing out like anything that's in the way, any stuck, stagnant energies, emotions, having that practice of purification is just like essential, you know, for wellness. And Mm. I mean, I got into it through my own journey of, um, yeah, like, you know, experiencing really strong, um, self-loathing really as growing up and experiencing depression, body image issues, eating disorders, all the things, you know, and, um, working in a career I hated, like just did it because it was what I thought I had to do, you know, out of school. Like a lot of us have gone through that path. And, and then I found, um, I got to like a really low point, you know, I was the most underweight I'd ever been around, uh, when I was like, 19 I think it was and yeah experiencing just intense like mental illness like depression anxiety all the things and um yeah I just realized like I couldn't stay in that in that realm in that lifestyle anymore and I needed to yeah not rely on medical systems that were just telling me to go on antidepressants and that will solve everything you know I tried that for like two months and it was the most horrible thing I could have ever Mm. experienced tried psychologists psychiatrists and then um, found yoga and Tantra and it was literally the catalyst for basically me feeling like a human again and feeling happy and could actually function again and feel good in myself. And so I was like, okay, I need to just keep following this path. And, you know, just went down that journey of, um, yeah, studying the yoga first and then nutrition was like always a passion of mine. So I studied to become a nutritionist and through that obviously my own healing so I started working with women with um, body image issues to start and because that's what I was working through and then you know as I went deeper into my own journey I realized it was about um, there was stuff deeper than just the surface body image it was like to do with my sexuality and sexual abuse like that I experienced as a young girl and so I went into a healing around that and that's when the tantra sexuality like sacred sexuality healing came in and um really like clicked that piece 
into place and like helped me kind of like work through some of the things that were stored in my body around that. And yeah, ever since then I've just been sharing, um, yeah, all things, you know, sacred sexuality and womb wellness and, um, feminine vitality because it's really like impacted and influenced my path. So it's just natural. Like I've just wanted to share that and just know that that's part of my work is to help other women break through that as well. And thank you so much for sharing. Isn't it wonderful how so many different, you call them the healing arts modalities can actually come together to support the overall system of the body and women's health in general. Yeah. And you mentioned a few times there about the healing arts and you mentioned yoga and Ayurveda, but how does all of this work? Like what are the healing arts um, when it comes to Tantra? And also what is Tantra for people listening who are like, I've, I've seen it and I've seen it in book, like book covers and be like, Oh, I don't really want to buy a book on Tantra because it's all about sex. And I'm a bit unsure about that, but what is Tantra? And then how do the healing arts and what are the healing arts come into play? Yeah. I mean like, yeah, just to start with Tantra. So um, yeah, obviously sexuality is a part of Tantra. So Tantra is basically like, like Ayurveda, like the science of life in a way. And so sex is a part of life. It's the thing that created us. But um, so like just going on a more like broader level. Yeah. Like this, the overarching kind of like philosophy of Tantra of life in general is, you know, we have we're living in a duality world of like yin and yang, sun and moon, day and night, masculine and feminine. And our whole goal is like to bring these opposites that we experience into harmony. And so um, what we see on the physical level, what we can all relate to is like the ultimate physical merging of masculine and feminine. These two opposites is when, when literally a man and a woman make love, like they're literally two bodies morphing into one, like the mm. body together penetrating and in that in that union so you know that's why you see on a lot of the posters of like ancient tantra the the two men and women sitting in um the woman sitting on top of the man there in yabyam it's called that position because it's showing that like that um symbol of that union of the masculine and the feminine and you know that's on the physical level but it's also on the energetic level like they're all experiencing like masculine and feminine feminine beyond just our gender like qualities every day so like you know when you're in action that's more of a masculine quality when you're in more being that's more of a feminine quality and we all experience that and men and women so our tantra is really like the goal is to bring those opposites into harmony within ourselves and so we practice that like by being with another you know our opposite which is the relationship you know and um and yeah and then that's where like that sexuality side comes in it's what a what a lot of like the western tantra just has grasped onto just that aspect of tantra being just the sexual side and there's it's obviously a part of it and it's a huge part of it but it's also about um understanding like our power of our masculine and feminine essence and that comes with understanding um for women our our essence being like our elixir, our menstrual blood and our, um, and for the men, their semen. And so that being like that seed, like creative seed potential. And so one of the other goals of Tantra is learning how to work with those energies and these elixirs in order to maintain vitality. So you're not, um, for women, like 
you know, bleeding a lot, which drains that life force energy, which, you know, is the blood. It's our life force. It's coming from our ovaries, which creates life. And for men, if they're ejaculating a lot, they're like draining out their life force energy. So a lot of the tantra practices are around that of helping men and women, like maintain that youthfulness and that, um, their energy by, um, you know, different practices that help like move that energy instead of it flooding out, and instead the other spectrum of like bringing it back into the body and starting to circulate it through the body. Mm. And so like, if you start to circulate that energy, your sexual energy, there's often blocks in the chakras, you know, these energy systems in your body, you might've heard that from yoga. Mm -hmm. So essentially we have energy moving through our body all the time and it's like sourcing from that light, that sexual energy. And if there's blockages in our body, which is usually from, you know, stuck emotions, traumas, and that life force energy gets stuck. And so, you know, that's when you experience like fatigue and low energy levels and um, all sorts of like physical symptoms and mental symptoms and emotional. But it's like, so a lot of the tantra practices are around that of purification, like clearing out the stagnation, like stagnant emotions, stagnant um, stuff in the body, the gunk, and even the physical. So, you know, like, living a healthy life, like eating healthy, having the physical body as pure as it can be. So this energy can move freely through us. So it's really about just health. <laughs> and so that covers everything. And, and you can't really feel sexy and want to be like making tantric lovemaking if you feel sluggish and mm. you've got stuck gunk in your gut. So it's like, it starts with the physical first. And then we go into that more like energetic, emotional intimacy level. But yeah, it's very broad, but um, it's, it is. It's a science of life, essentially. Mm. <laughs> and I think it's amazing. Like Ayurveda stands for life science. <clears throat> and like, as I know that you know this already, but for everyone listening, Tantra is, it sounds as though it's literally just something that can help or another tool that can help rebalance your life force, your life energy. And when you were talking about maintaining your youthfulness and harnessing that back in, I was thinking of the word harness, you know, instead of giving, because we live in a world that's so giving, you know, I know I'm an overgiver sometimes too, just giving, 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 we forget to harness it in ourselves. So we're kind of like courting and giving our energy away. Um, yeah. Now, when you refer to the healing arts, Nadine, is there specific arts? Um, I guess for people who don't know what healing arts means, is this just like healing modalities that contribute to the overall tantric work? Yeah, like, I mean, I just use that term, just healing arts, just being, like, modalities of mm. really, like, so... Any, I, like, I like healing arts. Sounds good to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, anything from, like, yoga, Reiki, tantra, like, massage, whatever, like, holistic healing, I guess, comes under that. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned a few times around um, how tantra can support menstrual cycles and women's health. Mm. let's um because this whole podcast has focused around women's well-being let's just kind of switch gears and share with us how tantra and the arts of, of tantra can actually support women's menstrual cycles i personally feel and it's kind of like what pushed me into creating the well women academy is that so many women today are having imbalances in their endocrine system which is where their life force comes from where like literal life is birthed what are the ways that Tantra can actually support that? 
and support bringing the body back into balance with menstrual cycles? Yeah. So basically like the main, yeah, one of the main reasons that endocrine system, it's like, is imbalanced. What I kind of see as well as like the, you know, there's stress, um, blood sugar levels and one on the energetic level, it's disconnect from the feminine energy. Mm. So, you know, most people are locked in this yang, this masculine hyper overdrive and don't know how to like stop and just be and just, you know, rest. And this is more of like the yin, like the feminine. It's like you need both yin and yang. So we like know how to rest and then we know how to take action. But when we're always in action, that yin energy is depleted. And so that's what affects that endocrine system and the whole hormonal system and just every system in your body because it's all stemming from that. So, um, you know, Tantra can teach us, well, the way I see it is like is really embodying that yin and balancing it with the yang through using that menstrual cycle as the blueprint. So really cultivating that time of menstruation when you're bleeding and really going into the, cause that's energetically and also physically on your hormones. That's when you're most yin, like mm. your hormones are at their lowest. You're not meant to be out and about like running around doing things and being at, you know, festivals and <laughs> going, full yang like out there in the world it's the moon it's the yin time so by simply like literally just when we're bleeding as women taking that first day at least to go full yin like i'm talking like if anyone's done a vipassana a meditation retreat where you like literally do nothing you just meditate all day like you're still doing something you're meditating but you're just being you're just watching your breath so you know that can be quite daunting for some but even just simple steps like not going out on your first day of your moon, like not seeing anyone, just being with yourself and, you know, just pottering around the house, like not going on social media for one day and just taking that time to like self care and self love. So like giving yourself massage, um, slowing down, like tapping into that yin energy. So really like that menstrual cycle I see is like a powerful blueprint for us to balance out the, the, these energies, the universal energies of yin and yang, masculine, feminine. So by really amplifying that yin when we're bleeding and then when we're ovulating, that's when we're most yang, going full yang then, but like honoring the yin as well. So like mm. that's one of the most simple ways to just start to balance ourselves out as women is honoring that first day at least. If you can't take, you know, two days or three days or whatever, like that first day is actually the most important and like your hormones are the lowest that day anyway and your energy is very like sensitive you know so you want to be like just taking that time in and yeah I love that you mentioned that because that's something that I highly preach and all the women that I've been, had the privilege of working with telling them at the start okay I really like let's just have like a menstrual day let's just clock off from work let's just check out let's like reheat leftover food let's take fruit out of the freezer just honor yourself it's one of the hardest changes for what i find women to make in their menstrual cycles would you agree yeah yeah and i think it's it's yeah definitely because it's that um it also is like simultaneously like with having a meditation practice because it's really about being with yourself so this is the most scary thing. It's like, oh, so I have to actually stop, you know, distracting myself. 
And that can be scary because when you stop, then you have, then you have to kind of like face like what's there, like, and it can be uncomfortable, you know, it can be like intense emotion. It can be something you've been avoiding like for many months and in the long run, it actually works out better because once you fully feel those uncomfortable things, like it actually alleviates things like menstrual cramps and period pain, because those pains are a result from avoiding what wants to be felt so Mm. it actually helps you it's just this short-term kind of like uncomfortability but like what's on the other side is just so much more freedom in your being and more lightness so it's just that taking that willingness and bravery to go there and I mean sometimes that can be hard on your own so it's good to have like support during that like learning how to actually like you know um, move emotions move strong emotions and having that awareness and having a, a some sort of meditation practice of like, you know, breath and awareness in general is always going to help with that. So yeah, it's really like an invitation just to go deep into yourself. And I see it's like your menstrual cycle is literally like a spiritual blueprint. It's like our wombs, our bodies are just showing us everything that we need to know about. um, Your your body is always communicating with you. Yeah. So many ways. I, um, I, yeah, I could not agree anymore. And I know that all the women listening, I, I hope that or I trust that you're starting to realize the importance of actually just resting whilst you bleed. And for mums listening to this, you know, sometimes that just means maybe you don't get the whole day, but maybe just blocking out like two hours when your partner gets home from work, if you're not a single parent and just saying, Hey, can you just do like, can you do the kids for the next two hours, I just need to go outside and read. I need to go for a slow walk. I just need to be on my own. Um, mm. Is if, Don't feel overwhelmed that it's not perfectly a full 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even just little steps is like, is a lot for some. Like, yeah, just taking that, yeah, a few hours. And it depends on your lifestyle and, your, and everything like that. But I mean, this is the thing with it as well. It's like, it can be a really powerful catalyst for you to make some lifestyle changes, you know, because maybe your lifestyle isn't supporting a balance of yin and yang and it's starting to deplete you and affect your health. So it's like, okay, well, my body is literally telling me I need to change some things. Like whether that's, you know, if you work in corporate, maybe it's like, like when I used to work in corporate, I would take that first day off every month as a, um, like a mental health day. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just, this is what I'm doing. Like, and they just accepted that. And it's like, you know, having that boldness and bravery and honoring yourself and more women that do it, it becomes the norm. Mm. So (laughs) yeah, you can always create your reality. It's like, you're not a slave to someone else or like victim. Sometimes it's just stepping into vulnerability and allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable while saying, Hey, I don't want to come into work today. Or I, you know what? I'm just going to cancel on my friends. I'm not going to go to that birthday party. And um, I always say, Nadine, it's, you need to learn to be comfortable in uncomfortability. Yeah. Because it's like, you want to be in the mud and just get used to just having the dirty mud in your feet. And then once you get used to it, you're like, Oh, it's actually not that bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, let's switch gears. I'd love to learn a little bit more about um, how Tantra can actually support evolving sexually and your sexuality along with your sensuality. I know there's 
recently I've had a lot of different people join us on the podcast and talk a lot about different types of sexuality, including having a sexologist, talking about a clip documentary and the list goes on. But how is Tantra um, going to support if someone was looking to improve their relationship with their body and therefore their sensuality and sexuality and evolve that? How does Tantra support that? And what could they maybe do to support the evolving sexuality and sensuality of themselves? Yeah, like, I mean, for women specifically, yeah, I feel, um, well, I always suggest women like to start to really embody Tantra is by starting with the jade egg practice as Mm -hmm. the first and that in itself is you know it's for those who don't know what it is it's a stone made out of nephrite jade and it's an ancient Taoist tantra practice yep yeah that's it i have one and right it, um, here yeah and it um yeah is worn inside the vagina and used to start to um Activate and cultivate and harness that sexual energy by using, you know, your breath, sound, and movement. And um, as it's inserted into, inserted into the vagina, it starts to like massage the internal walls. And you know, as you you know have any sort of massage in your body, it releases tension. So if there's any tension in the yoni itself, which you know a lot of us women have due to you know sexual traumas or like having partners that weren't really or having sexual experiences that weren't really honoring, it can start to clench up and you create um, tension in the yoni and that blocks that orgasmic flow and creative flow really through your body. So um, the jade egg by like massaging internally through the practices, it's releasing any of that stuck energy and that stuck emotion. So, you know, it helps with orgasms for women and it also helps with balancing hormones and experiencing, you know, um, more easeful periods. And by that, like also helping release that tension through the, the whole region, the whole yoni. So there's that. That's one of the biggest things I feel helps women and also start to learn about the yoni, the vagina. Like lots of women have never really even like, touched inside or you know no like I often ask so many women like do you know how long your your like where your cervix is like what's the length and like oh I'm not sure so you know if you don't know your own body and where things are then it's very hard to like be connected to it so the jade egg is a really powerful tool like to introduce that kind of it's like a bridge between yeah yourself and your body and like and exploring your yoni and with this tool in with you you know in hand (laughs) and and then when you kind of like can explore your own pleasure and really claim it for yourself through the practices like the jade egg practice helps with that you start to feel more empowered and like in your power and your sexuality and knowing what feels good what fit what you like and then you can start to like voice that with your partner so Mm. it's like um you know you feel more empowered you're not just like giving your pleasure over to someone else and be like oh figure me out it's like no like you you know your own body more than anyone else and no one knows how to really work your body but you and it's like men need that kind of like guidance and if you're already like feeling activated in your body then it's um it's a lot easier for them (laughs) and also you can guide them yeah Mm, I um so many points I want to like share on this is so recently the episode that went live with Naomi Hutchings who's the Australian sexologist 
Naomi shared that when I'm pretty sure it was Naomi, um, maybe it wasn't even in the podcast cause I saw her speak live at an event, but either way, um, sharing about like when she started having relation, like sexual relationships with women, she started to realize, ah, oh, so this is why men just don't get it. Cause we're all so different. She's like, well, what yeah. works for me doesn't always work for the other woman. And women are literally, your body is all so uniquely different. How you menstruate, how you digest food, how you assim- assimilate mm-hmm. the food and then shit. Like everything about your body is so unique to you, like your blueprint, that if you don't really understand your body and your body parts and what you like, it's hard to communicate that with others. So if you're craving something yeah. from someone else, would you agree that it's a good place to start like with yourself, like communicate that with yourself first. So therefore you can then communicate it with others. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It always comes back to that. It's like, yeah. And that, that that's such a big help in relationships in general. It's like, mm. okay. So if you're frustrated, you're not getting a need met. It's like, well, what's underneath that? Like, can I, can I first meet that need within myself? And if, if my partner can't meet it, then like, can someone else meet it? You know, like, and I'm talking just more like general things. Like, like for example, if your partner doesn't like, I don't know, giving you massages, it's like, okay, well I can get that need met. I can just go get book a massage. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's like to do with your body and sexuality, that's between you and your partner. So it's like, yeah. Um, starting to explore. Like I've even noticed that. Yeah. And in my relationship, like wanting, um, a certain way, like more like slowing down. And I realized like when I was self-pleasuring, I was not really going slow with myself. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'll just flip it and just start like exploring myself slower. And then it was easier for me to like voice that with my partner. Like, Oh, just, let's just have like a slow exploration this time, you know? So yeah, it's always comes back to that, like exploring yourself first. I love that. And on the note of exploring yourself first, um, recently I went to uh, an expo with my friend Rosie Rees. I don't know if you know Rosie. And I I helped one of your good friends, sorry? Yeah, we've been friends for like 10 years. Yeah, so she's amazing. We met back in 2012 or 2013 when we did wellness coaching study together. Anyway, um, but I went and helped her at the expo in Brisbane around, um, yes, like for her Yoni pleasure palace and we were selling Yoni eggs and wands and all the bits and pieces for your Yoni. Now I, what I learned being in the public eye rather than just on like social media is being there hands on. And I want to share this for all the yeah. women listening is that it does not matter your age in getting to learn, learn and understand your body as a woman. The reason why I say yeah. that is there was 14, 15 year old girls buying yoni eggs. You know, they wow. were there with their mom, a couple were there with their friends and they were a little bit uncertain or a little bit shy about doing it, but they'd heard it was a good thing and they wanted to try it. And I'm like, excuse my language, but holy fuck, if I had started using a yoni egg when I started menstruating around 15, my relationship yeah. with my yoni, it would have been so different for the last 15 freaking years. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Isn't it? And then there was a lady who came and she was in her seventies and she was, you know, wanting to buy wands and eggs. And (laughs) it just goes to show that it doesn't matter your age. And I recently, if you haven't seen it, there's a, um, a documentary called me and her, and it's a documentary about clits or the clitoris. 
And it's a really beautiful exploration around women's relationships with their clitoris. My beautiful mm-hmm. friend Vicky J put that, that documentary together and filmed it. And one of the ladies in the, the doco was over 70. And, you know, I literally burst into tears whilst I was watching it because she'd got to this age and she was always taught that it wasn't a good thing. You don't touch yourself. You just, that's what the male, like heterosexual relationship, that's what the male does. And, you know, she never self-pleasured. She never built a relationship with her own vagina, vulva, yoni, whatever you want to refer to it as. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she was like, well, I just wish that I had have known earlier. And she's like, I kind of missed the boat. And I just literally started crying because it doesn't matter what age you are. And using a yoni egg is such a great introductory of getting used to being empowered by what goes inside you and how you feel. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a total yeah. rant share there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also like it's it's one of the most powerful things just for like the the actual reason that it was created was for women to start to channel their sexual energy and this being so the women in ancient China who started using it were queens and concubines. It was only like, you know, the elite few that knew about these practices. They knew that if their pelvic floors were toned, from using this jade egg, then they would experience more youthfulness. So they'd look like, you know, 20 when they were 50 because um, of the reason that like if the pelvic floor is toned, then that life force energy is circulating fully through your body. It's not being leaked. When you have weak pelvic floor, that's when, you know, you feel depleted or you have stronger periods. You have like hormonal imbalances, you lose more blood. So on an energetic level, like it's, and physical, obviously, you know, it's like youthfulness, but also vitality, you know, you feel more energy. So it's, it, there's so many benefits of, of, um, yeah, this practice. And yeah, I'm really into that, that side of it, like that energetic side and like really starting to work with circulating that energy and really working with the subtle sensations that you start to feel when you really slow down and feel like you know when we slow our bodies down and we can feel so many more sensations through every cell it's like every cell becomes orgasmic not just the genitals so Mm. it's like that yin that cultivating more of that yin energy through these practices that subtle body i love that i want to ask you the question around if someone wanted to start to explore their subtle bodies and I feel like we're mostly disconnected from our subtle bodies majority of the population worldwide um, because we don't allow ourselves the time to stop because we're so distracted (laughs) but if the the women who are listening are like hey this sounds really really good I want to I want to start this practice how can I connect with my body in this way and, and enhance these energies sensual energy sexual energy and connect with the subtle sensations what are some good, maybe three or five steps or things they could start to do on a regular basis, maybe even daily that can help connect them? I feel like using a yoni egg is going to be one. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the best things, um, yeah, to really like slow down and reconnect to that subtle body is, um, yoga nidra is so powerful. Like you can find yoga nidras on YouTube. It's literally just like bring, it's like a, um, uh, awake, a yogic sleeping practice. So you're basically awake, but you're meditating awake and it's just bringing you into your awareness, um, into all your body parts. Um, and really just, you're literally just lying down and listening. You're not having to do anything. 
<laughs> you might just have to do a few breathing and breathing guided prompts, but that's it. And it's like, you feel so still. And when you feel still, you know, you can feel so much more. So that's one thing. Yeah. The Jade egg definitely um, working with that first day of the cycle and trying to like slow down, cancel plans, get off, do a social media detox, like literally don't even go on social media or any phones or technology for that first day. And that's, that's easy. You know, we can survive a day without going on our phones. The The apocalypse won't happen if you don't touch your phone for 24 (laughs) hours. It's okay. It's better that we don't look at it during this Mm. time. Just a little craziness. Um, Yeah. So that's, I don't know how many that is. So we've got three. We've got yoga nidra, jade egg, yoni egg, if people don't know what a jade egg is, Um, relaxing and turning inward and going yin, being yinful on menstrual day one. Yeah, yeah. And one of the other things is like really um, sensual dancing. So I, yeah, like, yeah, getting some playlists together. I've got a lot on my SoundCloud and my Spotify just really slow music and just starting to dance like slow and like sensual and like starting by touching your body and dancing, like um, just with your hands rubbing all over your body. Like you're literally dancing with someone and they're like caressing your body. This can be super powerful. And then, you know, taking that into self pleasure. So yeah, like self pleasure doesn't have to be just focused on your genitals. It can be like literally even dancing or just, lying on your bed and just starting to like caress and massage your body with some like, like I love oils so much, like different essential oils, the smell, like so nice. And just, yeah, getting in touch with your body and that sense of smell also brings you into the body. So um, slowing down the touch as well, like as you massage through your body and then breast massage is like essential, just like, bring you into your feminine, that most yin part of body, like the, the breasts are like our most yin receptive and giving, but like, it's that like symbol of our feminine, um, that unconditional love portal. So breast massage and yeah, exploring your body in that way. Super powerful. These are fantastic steps. Like I could literally just ask you questions about this all day because I love learning about it, even though I know a lot about it already, but it's still always good to relearn from other people. Um, But I'll just go over those again. So we have yoga nidra. And if you don't know how to spell that, it's N-I-D-R-A, correct? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So if you're Googling it, yoga, nidra, use a jade egg, give yourself a rest on day one of your menstrual cycle. First day, first full day of bleeding for sensual dance this is like my all-time favorite i freaking love dancing um so i'm so glad that you said that and then yeah touch slow down breast massage is something that i actually do every day in the shower yeah it really helps and um sensually and sexually it's definitely changed since i started breast massaging um i guess my my body's response sensually and sexually um which has been really really beautiful to to um what's the word I was going to say, um, not admire, but like experience is the best word. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. using your smell and your the rest of your senses. So these are all mm-hmm. fantastic tips, Nadine. Now, is there any other things you would love to share to our listeners about Tantra um, before I begin to wrap it up today? Yeah, like I wanted to share just about the about my online course, The Creatress, guided journey through your menstrual cycle. Yeah, it's like you start to feel your own rhythm. 
Mm. Some, sometimes you need that kind of support. So that course is there. I think that's really, really beautiful. And I couldn't agree more. It's really important with your menstrual cycle to feel support. And if you don't feel confident in your bodies to reach out and ask for support and to not be ashamed by doing that, especially if it has anything to do with menstruation, discharge, pain, anything you would complain about, even when it comes to sexuality and sensual pleasure. Um, And I'm sure you would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nadine, thank you so much for joining us and taking some time out from your life in Bali to um, join us online and share all of your beautiful wisdom about Tantra today. I've loved it. Um, But how can our listeners follow it, like find out about you or connect with you online? Is, Is Instagram the best platform to use? Yeah, I have Instagram. It's um, tantric.alchemy and then my website, which is tantricalchemy.net. Mm-hmm. So there's those two. And there's also the Facebook page, um, which is linked to the Instagram. So Amazing. that's just tantric alchemy. But yeah, Instagram and my website are the, the main portals that I share. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to pop all of those links in our show notes so that everyone can be sure to go check you out. Please go and follow Nadine on on Instagram. I know I'm loving her account. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. No worries. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.